Um, <coughs> wow. Um, do you know that last song really ministered to me? Because I, I started thinking about um, the people that God has surrounded this place with. And, um, you know, I just thank him. Isn't it cool how God just invades our life? And not just personally, but he just surrounds us with some really awesome people. And um, it's cool. Um, let's pray. Father, we do, we do thank you, Lord Jesus, and we welcome you here. Father, um, Lord, with everything else that has happened, uh, Lord, in our lives, Father, we want to come to that place where you take preeminence in us, Father. Lord, that you are Lord. Father, we want to trust who you are. Lord, have your way this morning, Father. Speak to our hearts. Draw us close to you, Father, that we can hear you clearly. And we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, sure. You got another grandson. Yay, well, congratulations, Sarah. That's awesome. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, congratulations, Sarah. I'm going to be getting to the um, pen and paper for in a minute, but I want to start with this, is that um, each of us have an identity. <laughs> Do you ever think of what your identity is? Um, you know, I, I've, uh, I got born again when I was 21 years old. And there's been a process of me coming to the place where, you know, I form an identity with my own self or who Christ is in my life. There's sometimes the things that uh, surround us, how we uh, react to other people, you know, sort of, uh, causes you to have an identity also. You know, it's, and it might not necessarily be the true identity of who you are because that, you know, other people are influencing who we are. And um, there is a, there's sometimes I think about how um, the identity, have you, just, just the, the period of, the last even 10 years of how much our United States has fluctuated. And, you know, um, there's been a lot of opposition for Christianity in our society anymore. Um, it's not necessarily really open, although I sort of uh, get challenged by it, and it's okay. But yet, you know, um, how we have as a church as a whole um, how, how have we identified ourselves as a church in the United States or in Benville, to be more specific, where we work in Holland or maybe Kalamazoo, whatever? Our identity is really important. Hopefully, you know, we come to that point where um, Jesus becomes the preeminence in our life, and that we begin to form our identity with who he is. Um, 
I, I talked a couple times about us being in a war, you know, just uh, coming to that place where we recognize that um, when we began to do the things that God's called us to do, how that the enemy wants to come in and maybe discourage us. And, um, uh, well, it's been more than a few months now. I think it's been about 10 months. We've had a prayer meeting on Wednesday evening. And um, honestly, I can see results of it, you know, because that there's been some walls that have been knocked down. And what the Lord started showing me was that um, instead of the enemy invading our territory, we're invading his. Really? Now, when, when you come to the point where you begin to believe who you are in Christ, you know, that um, uh, the invasion into the enemy's face is going to create some conflict. <laughs> now, the conflict could be our, our, even our wives and husbands, but, uh, you know, like sometimes it's outside of that, you know, just other people that we work with or whatever. And I, I've uh, seen so many things where when young people start going to work, if uh, they don't have a strong foundation of who we are in Christ, that they're easily influenced. So that their identification, you know, they want to sort of be different. So they want to uh, be accepted. And how much, you know, like Christ wants us to understand that when we come to a place that we understand the identification that who we are in him, that he can change our whole perspective. You know, like, um, how about a good job? You know, like, um, just different things. Can you turn to Exodus chapter 20? It's, um, when, uh, starting with verse uh, 2, let's go to verse 1. It says, uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 1, and God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. Um, and I'm going to stop there. And it's like when we come, become born again, he wants to bring us to that place where we're out of bondage. Bondage can be the influence of other people in our lives. And it has to come to the place where we want to sort of push off that influence or the pressure maybe that the world has on us or friends because that there's sometimes our friends can push us and they'll come to you and say, you really believe in God? What's your answer? Um, Exodus says, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, um, just looking at um, how much of an influence other people have in our life, how much it's going to come to us where we've got to push back. And you have to understand, you know, you have to have an answer. Um, 
to remember, let's go to John, uh, Luke chapter 10. I've been looking at this all week long and trying to go ahead and sort of sort through that. But Luke chapter 10, uh, and it's 17 through 20. Now, I've been talking to you about how, you know, that when we come to Christ, there's going to be uh, some opposition. You know, like we're going to come to the place where uh, you, we have to change our thinking from old to new. And this is part of it. It says, then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even demons have been subject to us in your name. And he said unto them, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. And behold, I gave you authority to trample on serpents uh, and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nonetheless, do you rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. It's identity. It's coming to the place where I want to believe that God, we have authority because of who we are in Christ to overcome the enemy. And he cares for us. Um, we changed our sign out front. And it says, for God's, God so loved us that he gave his son. For us to come to the place where we accept who he is. Now, what happened when, when the son came and he died on the cross and he rose again, he said to us, all power is given unto you. So that he was talking about, you know, like we have powers over Satan and all the demons and other things. And to come to a reality of who we are in Christ is really important. Everything about our life can change when we begin to trust who he is and not who I am. <laughs> come on, guys. You know that there's a challenge every day in our life that we look at ourselves and we think, am I enough? See, he's saying, your name is written in, in the book of life. You're going to go to heaven. Not that we always want to keep looking at the futuristic thing, but remember that verse I keep on quoting to you about the Lord's Prayer? On earth as it is in heaven. Can you imagine that? I mean, can you imagine the doors that God can open because that we believe who he is? He said, when you begin to come to the understanding of who you are in Christ and when you kneel down before him and recognize him as Lord and Savior of your life, how much he wants to change and make things awesome for you. Matthew 6, <laughs> For all things, no. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. I remember it, but, um, and don't say anything, Ken. You was good, I could tell. Matthew 6, verse 33. I'm afraid I'm going to have to put my glasses on, too. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Can I share something with you? I, I know that we, we know this verse, 
but coming to the place that we actually understand, you know, that God cares about every circumstance in our life, who we are, what we do, where we're headed. But he said, seek first the kingdom of God. You're like, Lord Jesus, Lord, I, I want to I be able to supply for my family. Um, we're younger people. I, I want that perfect someone to come into my life. And I, I want you to go ahead and give me a job that I can supply everything for my family that is necessary. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God. And he says, all these things will be added unto you. Uh, it's, it's an identity. It's like I'm, I don't want to compromise the identity of who we are in Christ. Now, the reason last week that I had you sort of take the pad and pencil is to write things down that God has been ministering to you because that there's sometimes we come to church and you think that, you know, the pastor is going to have the word and he's going to encourage you and you're going to be able to go through the week. And that's not true. I mean, I might be able to encourage you today. But in my heart, my prayer for you is that our eyes would be opened. Our ears can hear. And we can know who Christ is in us and then begin to walk it out to become who we are supposed to be. The identification, our identity is going to be in Christ. All right, Geneva. Oh, your turn. Absolutely. There's sometimes a tendency we're looking for the really big things for God to do. And it's, you remember that song is count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your many blessings. Count your many blessings, name them one by one. Oh, and that's just, see, I'm remembering parts of it, but not all of it. It's like, you know, um, um, for Wani and I, it's been the same way. It's like, um, you know, there's sometimes we're looking for the big things to happen. And, you know, like what builds up to those big things. And sometimes when you finally get to the big thing, it was all those small steps to get there, you know, that um, really make a difference. Um, it's coming to those, those simple things in our life to become who he is in us. And our identity resides in him. Was there somebody else that wrote anything down last week at all? Well, I didn't write anything down, but it's in memory. All right.
What does that look like? sort of exciting to see it happen though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, there's sometimes it, it happens because we don't even sometimes expect some of the things that happen. Um, <laughs> have you ever been someplace and start talking to somebody and then all of a sudden the Lord just opens up doors and you're able to share with them? Anybody? Yeah. Um, what, what you're describing is like an identity in Christ. She recognized that this girl is a born-again believer and, and it, it exudes out of her, right? Is that, you saw it. Yeah. You know, that God opens our eyes, not just so that we can see for our own self, but see others. Um, it's, it's exciting, you know, when we run into situations where God opens a door that we can share with somebody else. And it's not only that we bless them, it's we're blessed. You know, God gave us the opportunity to meet that, that person. Um, it's an identity of who we are in Christ. If you, if you, um, is there anybody else that has something to share? I, I want to go to Colossians. I've been, I've been saying the word a couple times, but Colossians chapter 2. I'm sorry, Colossians 1. And we're going to start with verse 14. It says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, his image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All these, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. 
and his head of the body of the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm a super intelligent person, and I know that it's, it's like it's overall. You know, preeminence means that he's got it all together. But I went online again and um, looked up the word preeminence. Do you know how many words there are that talk about preeminence? Now, you know, the word preeminence doesn't necessarily mean too much to me because that I'm, I'm not used to saying that word. Probably since I met Gary, I say it a little more often. But um, there's a synonym, what they call synonyms. I had to learn this one too. Synonyms are things that are alike. Is that right? Did I do it okay, Cynthia? Uh, here's some of them. Um, and, and maybe you can even relate better to this because I, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, distinguished. Jesus was distinguished. How about dominant? Now, I, I don't mind that word, but um, I can't see Jesus being like, of course, maybe to the enemy, he was a little dominant. You know, get behind me, Satan. So I guess that's dominant. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Woo! Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. To come to the place where, you know, like, I'm, the reason I'm doing this is because that when I talk about the identity of who we are in Christ, you know, that, you know, to, to relate to things that God wants to do for us or through us, you know, that um, uh, don't be afraid of anything. How many of you sometimes have fears? And you know what? I, think, I don't think there's anybody here that hasn't had some type of a fear once, one time or another. Or maybe you're going through some of that stuff right now. But um, when we come to the place that we have that identity in who Christ is, you know that he wants us to have authority over the fear. Fear shouldn't be something that dominates us. Now, there is a good fear of God. <laughs> That's good. But having being dominant over the fear that, that keeps you from being who you are, not only in Christ, but in doing the very best. Like I applaud um, Alex for having the bravery to get up and sing this song. You're 12 years old, right? So it's like... Um, coming to the place where you, you're going to push aside, was you a little bit afraid this morning? A little bit? But see, he didn't let the fear stop him from doing what he did. Just to imagine if what sometimes God speaks to you, like God gave him the song and um, he wanted to sing it. He went up there and sang it. How about when God gives you something? You know, just like sharing a testimony of just the little things through your week that God just brings light into your life and you realize how awesome it is 
when God begins to intervene or be the preeminent in our life, where we give him the praise, when we allow him to be exalted in us and who, through us. Here's some other ones. It's um, the main one. How many of you got a girl or a guy that's a main one, you know? I got one. She's sitting right over there. She's my main one. And I think I said last week, you know, I, I love her to death. I mean, there's sometimes I get up in the morning and we're, we're singing together and it's like being at church. It's just awesome. But I, I got somebody that I love more than she does, and that's Jesus. But I know that she feels the same way. And how that, uh, because of that, that reunion that we have in Christ, magnified. I mean, God is just awesome in that place. Here's, uh, here's some other ones. It's um, outstanding. You're outstanding, Dwayne. Did you like his music this morning? He's pretty good at that guitar, isn't he? Outstanding. You know, but to, to realize that Jesus is outstanding in us. Can I start running now? Woohoo! You know, to come to that place where, you know, um, uh, I can leap over a. Yeah, leap over the wall. There's, <laughs> there's a, it's a subscription. It's a, actually, it was a song that we learned a long time ago. Do you remember all of it, Wendy? It's like, can you imagine? I mean, you know, the guy to go ahead and set you in a, a situation where, you know, it's just out of control. There's no way that you can get yourself out of it. And then the Lord comes along and he goes, but Bob, I'm your Lord. I love you. I care for you. And I'm going, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> You know, the enemy comes in and looks at you and says, you're never going to get through this. And God's going, <laughs> we got him, don't we? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, um, just to think of all the tools that we have in Christ, you know, the um, ability you know, I, I, I mention them a lot, but there's nine gifts of the Spirit. You know, it says discernment is one of them. Being able to discern something with God. Being able to go ahead and be sensitive and knowing when the enemy is coming in and he's going to go, ha! <laughs> yeah, that's what he says back. Yeah, so much for that, devil. We have preeminence. <laughs> it's exciting preeminence that means the enemy does not have authority over who I am and all the circumstances that surround me if I give it to him he says if you acknowledge me in all of your ways I'll direct your path <laughs> yeah, I like buttered toast. 
better than bread. Bread's not bad unless it's like a, a, one of those Italian rolls. I like those kinds with butter on them too. But Jesus is even better. It is. It is. Wow, to imagine you know, that God cares so much about you. He said, in this world, you're going to have trials and tribulations. But what does it say at the end of that? But be of good cheer. I've overcome. <laughs> Come on, you can get excited. You can even stand up and shout too if you want to. Listen, he's worth it. He's worth it. I'll, I, will, I will be like David. If you think running through the city in your underwear is bad, <laughs> he says, I'll even do worse than that because of who he is. Can you imagine it? I mean, David was so excited about the uh, Ark of the Covenant coming back into town that he just couldn't contain himself. <laughs> to imagine that if, if we just allow God to have his way, not only here, but in every part of our life, every part of it. They're having too much fun over there. Oh. Well, believe me, I'm not going to run around in my underwear. No way. But can you imagine, though, how awesome it would be to stand in his presence, to just have that wash over you and going, wow. Wow. I've been there. It's happened. I've told you all this story once before. I'd like to tell it again. I was coming home from a meeting, and uh, the one I was married to before was a little upset because I was too late. And I came in the door, and uh, she wanted to fight and argue, and I said, can't do it. So I, I went upstairs. I knelt down by my bed, and the other part of the room lit up. I'm serious. It lit up. And I was kneeling on my bed, and the presence of God was so heavy in that room that I actually got fearful. And I ran out of the room. And I went to the bathroom and looked in the mirror, and I'm going, <laughs> and I ran back to the bedroom because I wanted to stay in his presence, but it was gone. But I'm serious. When you come to that place where you begin to seek him for who he is, not just always for what he can do for you, because that, honestly, Matthew 6, 33 is true. If you seek him first, the awesome presence of that Holy Spirit in your life is just overwhelming. I'll leap over a wall and run through a, a troop of armies because I wouldn't be afraid. Um, distinguished. You know, to think about um, uh, how we need to remember Jesus and how distinguished he is. But you know what's really cool? Is that that distinguished, awesome man dwells in us. To imagine what he wants to do. I'm really going over today, aren't I? But is it okay? I just quenched the spirit. I looked at my watch. 
Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? I mean, to imagine, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here, and we've got all these here words to go through yet, but I'm not going to do them all today. Maybe next week I'll cover the rest of them. But to imagine, i got a few more over here. Just to imagine, you know, how God wants us to throw off the weight of this world and come to him and trust him for everything that you're going through. Um, Wandy put on our computer, you know, that there was that Savior screen, and it's, it shows the universe and all the galaxies and stuff show through there once in a while. And I'm looking at all of that, and I'm going, my God created that. How can I be afraid? He's a creator of the universe. He created everything on this earth. Created everything. And he gave me the pleasure of standing here. Isn't that exciting? Just exciting to, to know that my God, when I said that, I remembered a movie. Have you ever seen the Sisters, Sister Act, whatever it was, with uh, uh, Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah! You want to sing a song? Of my God. Yeah. Gets you excited, doesn't it? Nothing can take the place of my God. There's nothing. I get so excited about it. Um, you know what I like even better? Is that um, you. I just enjoy looking at you. And there's sometimes when I look at you like Mary, right? Came, I knew that that's Mary. I, I knew I was close though, right? I mean, not really. You know what's really cool? You're pretty awesome. And there's sometimes you struggle with it, but God is much bigger. Listen, I, I believe that there's sometimes we come to that place where the enemy wants to go ahead and destroy our hope. And he wants to come to you and say, Tammy, you are mine, and I'll never, never, ever leave you. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Now, see, only God knew that, that you needed to hear that. Yeah, well, he wants you to know it. It's so cool. See, it makes you want to run, doesn't it? Like, you get up here and you go, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> I can't jump that far, so we're in trouble. But it's, it's like, what are you looking for? You know, God is so uh, in love with you. There's nothing impossible for him, right, Dwayne? Nothing impossible. Even when you come to a place where you buy a house and everything falls apart, right? God meets you. He said, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. To imagine that, what God wants to do in you if you give him the opportunity. Or to just receive him and say, peace to your own self. Be still and know that I am God. Peace. Be still and know that I am God. <laughs>
I want to run again, but you know what? I don't think the pews could take it. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Wow. I'm sorry Sky wasn't here because I'd have picked on her hollow ball. Is that? Yeah. Listen. Yeah. You know, can I share something with you? Um, if you ever get that excited about Jesus and you want to run around here, you go right ahead. Don't let Bob stop you. Just praise him. Lift him up. Exalt who he is. He wants to do that. And when he does do that, the enemy trembles. I can imagine, you know, what the enemy's thinking about. I'm getting ready to do some door-to-door evangelism next week. It's so exciting. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. What's that? You going to go with me? All right. You let her go, right? <laughs> All right. All right, I'll take Mary. <laughs> uh, listen, um, when you set aside the fear and you do what God has called you to do, there's nothing that can stop you. Nothing. It's, you've got to come to the place where you acknowledge him in all your ways and let him direct your path. Tammy, I'm really excited about what's going to happen. It's really awesome. Are you ready? Are you ready? Awesome. It's good. It's good. It's good. How about you, Karen? (laughs) Still excited about moving, right? Amen. 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 It's just amazing. It's fun. It is. It is. Exciting. Amen. I'm looking forward to Grace being down there so that I can harass her on the phone every once in a while. And look at these two young kids here. Isn't it exciting that they're here? Awesome. Just exciting. And this young kid over here getting up and singing on Sunday morning. It's exciting. It's exciting. Where's that other little girl? Where's Grace at? Way in the back. Isn't she awesome? I get excited. When you come, it is. Well, you're right. She is a young lady. Forgive me for calling you a little girl. You're really awesome. Although I think your dad would call you a little girl once in a while, right? No? 
just calls you Grace. You'll forgive me for picking on you, right? Okay. Do you know, um, I'm, I get excited when I see um, what God is beginning to do. And um, it's not numbers, it's not the offerings, it's not anything else except for I want to exalt who he is. And then let watch what he will do. Watch what he will do. Amen. You think I'm going to pick on you, Mary? It's really good to have you here. It's awesome. Amen. Um, anybody have a, a prayer request? Something you'd like us to have a prayer request? What's his name? Smith. Okay. Amen. Amen. We'll be praying for Mark. Um, anyone else? Um, I want to pray for Mark Smith, and then we'll pray, and you can be dismissed. And we can either stay and have a party afterwards or whatever. It'd be okay with me. All right. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Father, for this opportunity that we have of gathering together. And, Father, um, you are so awesome. Father, I just thank you uh, for hearing us, Lord Jesus, for Mark Smith. Lord, I'm just thanking you for his recovery. And Lord, I'm just asking you, Father, that it would be more rapid, Father, that you just uh, bring him back to the place where he can function um, as a computer person. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. And Lord, um, I'm just asking, too, that you'd be with each person here. Father, you know everything that they're going through, and I'm just asking, Father, that you'd help them walk through it. Lord Jesus, let them see the mighty warrior, the lion of Judah, roar, Father, for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.